Welcome into our lives. And welcome to the Expanders Club podcast. We're so happy to have you. Join us as we embark on a journey of deep exploration, soul searching, and asking the hard questions. With the goal of truly understanding the most aligned, empowered, and purposeful versions of ourselves. We want to live an extraordinary life, and we're willing to dig deep to find out what it takes. Buckle up, you're about to meet a new version of yourself, an extraordinary one. You guys, we are so excited for you to hear this episode. However, Maddie and I, this is Brooke. Hello. Hi, guys. Maddie. I'm Maddie. Maddie. Okay. Maddie's the one with the Australian voice and um, the deep you know, voice. The beautiful, exotic accent. And I'm just, <laughs> I just have the plain old American girl voice. American, we love American. it. Maddie can do a good American accent. I can't do an Australian one. Give us your, give us your impression. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go on a journey. <laughs> the Expanders Club. How did we start off with that? How did we? You know, get here? I, you know, because you know people are gonna prefer you just right off the bat because you have a cooler voice, and so I just see only reason. You know, you know, Correct. yeah, exactly. I just need a moment to call it out. Um, So Maddie and Brooke here, Brooke and Maddie, and thrilled, thrilled to be here. And also, we listened to this first episode, which we're so excited for you guys to listen to. And we were like, holy shit. We went there. We (laughs) got deep, a little deep than I think we either of us were expecting. I'm like, who is that serious girl? I mean, there were tears. There was vulnerability. It was real. Yes. And so grateful and excited to showcase that part of us for you guys, but just wanted to give a heads up like, hey, this is, you know, there's there's some heavy conversation in this. You're going to get to know us very quickly and parts of us that, you know, maybe we would prefer that you didn't. No, right away. Um, But that is what it is. It's part of the journey. And we also wanted to like reassure you guys, it's not all going to be this heavy. It's not all going to be, you know, this sappy and have sad moments. Like we are here to have fun. We are here to, you know, explore with excitement and curiosity. And we're really excited about this journey and we are fun. We're freaking fun girls. I mean, Brooke, you don't have to tell people that. They have to oh, work it out for themselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, that will get they there. know. They know. They know. They'll know. <laughs> they will. <laughs> I mean, I just want to reassure them because, yeah, again, this episode is beautiful and it's a great introduction to us. Um, but yeah, I, I felt we felt like we wanted to come on, give you guys a heads up and be like, hey, this is going to be fun. This is going to be uplifting. Um, we are a good time. We promise. <laughs> TBD. TBD. But for now, there's a I'm way a to get time. to know us. Listen I'm to number time, you guys. You are a good time, Brooke. You're a good time. I mean, Say it. Say it out loud, Maddie. I can't be forced into such things. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have fun. We have fun. We're here. This is what we're here for. We're here for a good time. We're here to entertain. We're here to inspire. And let's just let you hear it. Get to know us. There's no other way. Bearing our souls and the depths 
the depths of our background. And also like just a quick moment for the basics since we went so deep, like maybe you might want to know some of the basics of our life. Like what was the, um, like, what did you used to say in the chat rooms? Like ASL, A-A-A-S-L, A-H sex location. Did you do that? I did not do that. I missed that one. So what? Yeah. Did they no. have? Did you have chat rooms in MSN? Your country? Messenger? No. Oh, in that country? Far, oh, far away. oh, like instant messenger? Yeah. Yeah, I think we yeah. had different programs, but yeah, we get the gist of it. But didn't you have like ch- random chat rooms that you could go into, and then people would be like ASL question mark, and then you'd oh. say your age, your age, your sex, your location. Wow, this sounds sexual. I mean, they always turn sexual. It's so, it's actually so freaking creepy. And to think of like at a young age, like when you'd have a sleepover with your girlfriends and you'd like guys would go into chat rooms thinking like you're talking to like, you know, you're 13, thinking you're talking to 13 year old boys. And it was probably some like 50 year old creep who was like (laughs) ASL. And you'd be like, oh, I'm 17, blonde, you know, (gasps) living in in New York. Um, obviously, you know, kind of knowing what was going on, but thinking it was like some younger, cute dude on the other side and probably wasn't. It was probably some pedo. I mean, no joke. And that was the beginning of it all. I mean, look at the internet now, but we back then were just so naive. I know. I know. Oh God, gross. So So, ASL Maddie. (laughs) Wow. We're doing it. We're going straight there. Okay. Age. 34 but looks 24 (laughs) thanks babe um what's the second one s i mean people can tell that you're a female so oh cool 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 sometimes this voice (laughs) i'm a female guys i promise and location venice california los angeles if you will and the mayor you guys are talking to the mayor of venice oh Stop it. It's the kids in Venice know Madeline. She 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 can't walk down the street without, you know, seeing a hundred people she knows. And actually it has happened. I as an ex-West Sider, I've been, you know, we moved down to Long Beach, which is just just south of I mean it's still LA County, but Stone for West Siders, it feel yeah, for West Siders though, it feels very far away. But Mm. every time I'm freaking in Venice, if it's not to see Maddie, if I'm not like going there intentionally to meet up with Maddie, I see freaking Maddie. Like how many <laughs> times have I been driving down the street in Venice? And I'm like, Oh, there's Maddie riding her bike. Oh, there's Maddie getting a latte. Like literally oh. I cannot come to that town and not see you. I'm a girl around the streets. I've been roaming the streets of Venice for eight years now, you know, local yeah. through and through. It's amazing. You've survived. <laughs> I wonder sometimes. <laughs> I mean, scarier than a chat room. The streets <laughs> of Venice. <laughs> it's wild out here. Definitely it's, dirtier. It's not safe. Brooke, um, ASL. I, yeah, I've got a few years on Mads, guys. I'm 38. I know if you're watching this on YouTube, you're just like Whoa, shocked. She's you are shocked at understanding that I'm 38. Yeah, I mean, actually 24 is the age I feel like 24 is my age. Like I felt, I don't feel like that's my age now, but 24, I felt like I was 24 before I was 24. When I was 24, I was like 
yes, this is it. I feel like this is me. That's actually the age I met my husband at. And oh. for a long time after I was 24, I was like, no, I f- I'm, I'm 24. Like I feel 24. Wow. Um, so something in that number. I don't know what it is. I'll have to ask a numerologist. Um, but yeah, 24. I mean, I look certain angles. You could say maybe I'm in my 20s. I don't know. Um, give me that. <laughs> we'll just go, we'll just go with that. I'm, I'm 38, 30, flirty and thriving. Um, 38. <laughs> She's a married, married. mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm a married mom, but like heading into this year, Maddie, I've declared this is my MILF year. I'm like <clears throat> milf, MILFdom for real. And like not. Yes. Yeah. Like I just want to feel, you know, my, my little one's two years old. I'm like getting my energy back. I'm getting my brain back. I'm like ready to work out again and like just like prioritize and take care of myself and like the MILF. Mm-hmm. The milfogs are like a good motivator, you know, for me personally. I don't know what that says about my psychology, but like milf, milfdom is the driver. <laughs> she just wants to look hot, folks. No, I will say you f- seem younger than ever. You've got this newfound wow. energy, this weight off your shoulders, and you seem to just be like, okay, this is it. This is my time. Life She's is a pig good. Yet. Thank you. No, for sure not. I mean, gosh, probably will never fully peak I think 60s will be a good is a good time wow but um yeah I am thriving I have a husband husband of well we've been together for dude can you believe actually July will be our five-year wedding anniversary no way I can't even believe that Maddie was in our wedding and (sighs) I know it's so wild we got married in 2019 like six months before COVID thank god we really oh, lucked yeah. out and like those memories I swear to god got me through covid just like having our wedding and how amazing that time was like fresh in my head one of the lucky We're ones definitely yeah I was definitely drawing back on those moments um to get through some of the sadness of and loneliness of covid um but yeah we'll be have been married for five years and have been together for it'll be 15 years um at that point but you know a little over That's 14 insane. years now so day dog is the best shout out to data we love him shout out dennis daddy zaddy he has a lot of new new nicknames not that i don't know that he loves them all but he answers to them (laughs) and yeah great relationship 14 years going on 15 and we have a little two-year-old girl she's incredible um She's cool. I mean, she's far cooler than me. She will probably have a podcast by the time she's five. Um, you Because <laughs> that's what defines you being cool these days, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, if she wanted one, she could. If she wanted one now, she she's enough very interesting things to tell you guys. Um, yeah. And of course, I'm biased and I force my friends to be biased, but she's cute. She's smart. She's awesome. She is my little bestie and mirror and teacher and little protege yeah all the things and we're just living life down here in long beach we are new to long beach from the west side we needed a backyard we have one we have a pup bazooka and our little buddy he's 16 which is wild my first child Mm. everyone's everyone's favorite puppy used to be our office pup when we had an office and Maddie knows Bazooka very well. She's his, his auntie. Oh, we love him. And 
Two he's rejected since the baby came along. Yeah, I know. I know. He's had a. <laughs> he's he's not happy about it still. Um, we have two bunnies. I would have a hundred more animals if I could, and and maybe someday, you know, will. But um, if Brooke ever asks you to house it, don't do it. It's like a fucking farm. <laughs> Literally, God. looking after those bunnies and like your fish and just everything. Oh. I was chasing bunnies around your old house, trying to get them out from underneath your bed, your couch. It was the most stressful time of my life. No, it's easier now, you guys. So if anyone does want to have it, we don't have a fish. Look, I took on that fish as a favor to a friend who was moving. I would never get a fish, okay? I took on the fish as a favor to a friend who was moving. The fish is dead. It's no longer around. We don't have a fish. We'll never have fish again unless they're in a pond outside or something, you know. But um, the bunnies have their, like, outdoor space. They're so easy. You know how I lure people into house sitting? We have a sauna and a cold plunge. And it's, like, yeah, well, and that's a backyard a and a grill. And, yeah, so – if you ever want to house it, just let me know. I'm looking, yeah, Brooke's always to looking. add to my list. <laughs> but Mads and I are in similar places in life in like our growth and spiritual, like really our desire for growth and like interest. Um, but as you can tell, very different places. Maddie is single and looking to mingle. Well, Brooke, no. that is <laughs> absolutely inaccurate. The first I mean, part is not... correct. Okay. But I'm in an era of fully being focused on myself. Girl, I ain't got time to date. Not interested. I mean, if the this... right one came along, we'd consider it. Right, but, right. You know, and this like feels like, you know, this feels like reverse psychology on the universe where you're like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just working on myself. Okay, universe, like now magnetize something to me. Like... <laughs> I know how to manifest what I want, but, you know, and t- trust me, now I know what I want and it ain't. Excellent. It ain't here yet. It ain't you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need, I need to take some time. Still needs a break. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Freshly off out of a relationship-ish. But, you know, if you're a hottie, slide into her DMs, maybe, maybe. Brooke has always tried to be my pimp. It is actually ridiculous. But you're, yeah, you are just like, oh, no, if it's not fucking love on the first date, then it doesn't mean anything. Because just because you fell in love with Dennis, you saw each other and you're like, this was it. I'm like, it doesn't always work like that for other people. Well, speaking from someone who it's never happened to, maybe get on your high <laughs> horse, okay? Because okay, well, I haven't had anyone person- worked out yet. Okay, because you haven't had love at first sight, have you? Have you had any scenario where it was like, this is the one immediately? Okay, well, maybe I've seen a guy and I've been like, oh, damn, I would like you to be the one. No, it's different than that. And I have had this conversation with many of my girlfriends and look, seeing them through different relationships and dating scenarios. And it's like, when you know, you know, and like, you don't know until you know. Like I can't even explain it to you. You will never relate oh, to it until it happens to you. Says that, and it has happened to these several girlfriends that I've had this conversation with. It's happened to them, and then it's like, oh, they know, they know, and it will happen to you. And you know, I will. I have seen. You know, I've seen many men <laughs> of <laughs> the many men of Maddie's life. <laughs> And like, not even close, babe. Not even close. 
I know. I know. Get these fucking losers out here. No, just kidding. Many of them have been lovely gentlemen, but like, nah, not the one. Just not it. Just not it. And that is okay because they're all a lesson and a stepping stone to what is it. And she knows what she wants now. Absolutely. So for now, guys, relationship stuff, listen to what I say. Don't listen to what Maddie says. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, we'll let you know when Maddie falls in love, she can come over to the expert side. Just kidding, though. Maddie has had many great lessons in love. And I hope there are minimal lessons left for you. And it's, you know, the next one. The next one is the one. Yeah, girl's done with the lessons. Thank you, universe. We good here. <laughs> Thanks it's been for real. that. But yeah, got it. Got the memo. Right. Um, yeah. Okay, we better so get into can... episode one. Yeah, you. but you can expect to follow along Maddie's love life the entire oh, yeah. journey. So like if there's anything to look forward to, it's that. And me living vicariously through Maddie's love oh life. And Brooke is using my love life as promotion for the podcast because she knows how entertaining it is. And look, am I willing to share? We will see. <laughs> yes, I am willing to share you guys. So <laughs> I, will, I will share Maddie's love life updates I am a with vault. you. Um, yeah, we'll see. But yes, episode one, here it is. Let's go. Enjoy. We love you. We appreciate you. Enjoy this one. Right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Expanders Club podcast. I am welcome, Brooke. Welcome. Hi, I'm Maddie. And here we are, episode one. We're doing it. <laughs> we are super excited. And actually, today's the perfect day. We've actually filmed a few episodes that probably will never see the light of day. <laughs> um, <laughs> you need to have a few test runs. Yeah, some practice runs. And so, Here we are filming episode one on actually the first day that we've shared publicly that we are launching something. We can't get out of it now. Yeah, exactly. So it feels very appropriate. It feels like there's a buzz, a little bit of buzz in the air. I feel a little bit giddy. How do you feel? Yeah, it's, I feel like I've been talking about it for a little while and now it's actually happening. I'm like, oh, we're doing this. Yeah, it's real. And what better way to kick off w- than with a very real conversation? One that I think neither of us expected to be to go so deep, especially so so quickly. Um, episode one, you guys are really going to get the chance to know us. But we started off, or the idea for this episode came because we we've we've been interviewing some amazing guests. So excited for to share them with you guys. But we have this question that we're asking everyone at the end of each episode. And so we thought, well, how brilliant would it be and how much sense would it make for us to share our answers to that question in episode one and, you know, go a little more in depth than the guests get the opportunity to. And sounded like a great idea. I think it still is a good idea, but I don't think either of us realized how how much it was going to force us to show up very vulnerably in this first episode. If there's anything that I've learned in my growth, it is being vulnerable is one of the most powerful things you can do and it's opened me up to so much more. So I'm constantly practicing vulnerability and what better way to do this on a public platform? (laughs) Well, we'll we'll find out. But hey, Maddie said it. It's going to be a powerful one. Um, 
excited to dig in. Me too. Me too. Time for us to get real. Okay. Well, I guess we got to put the question out there. So this is what we ask. This is what we ask our guests. We say in one word or one sentence, can you explain your past, present and future self? So for this episode, we're going to dig a little deeper and we're really going to go there because it's going to be a way for us to really, for you guys to get to know us. So let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it, Maddie. Tell me about past, past Maddie. So, I mean, being asked this question, it is so hard to define your life into three big parts because if you think, you know, 34 years on this planet, I've had many, many chapters in my past, all very varied. But if I can think of a common theme, it probably starts when I, based on my upbringing, I would grew up in little old Adelaide, Australia, South Australia, very safe, very protected, also quite disciplined and sheltered. Disciplined in that your parents were like, you know, had you, had you under control or what do you mean by that? Yeah. Mum was very protective of me. I was the first child, first daughter. And so she was so protective of her little baby and God bless her, adore her. And I'm so grateful for bless Maddie's mom. She's lovely. Lynn's a gem, such a great mother, but at the same time, and I know she only had my best interests at heart, she did anything in her control to look after me, sent me to an all-girls Anglican private school and just like, you know, I, my barriers were, they were up tall. You know, I had to really stick to be as a good little girl as much as possible. And as soon as I finished high school, you know, everyone was choosing, choosing what university degree to pursue and for me, just nothing felt right. I Nothing excited me. The idea of these uni degrees, the idea of a career sitting behind a desk, like nothing felt right. And I was like, what? And I just like not made it cut out for this. Like what's wrong with me? I need to go find myself. I need to go find out what I like, who I am, what I'm capable of. And so I just like went backpacking around Europe for six months. Well, that's incredible, but it is wild, especially in hindsight, that you're expecting, you know, the world's expecting an 18-year-old to make a decision about what they want to do for the rest of their lives. That's just, it makes this no is, sense at all. That's what I think. I'm like, how are you meant to know? Like, yes, there are the lucky people who are like, I know exactly what I'm meant to do, but so many people don't know. And especially, and I feel like I say this all the time, like in a school environment, if you don't feel that your education style has been fully supported and for me to like be able to concentrate a full day at school was hard. Like I feel like I didn't mm-hmm. feel like the smartest kid in class and especially going to a highly academic school, it does crush your confidence a little and you're around all of these other incredibly smart girls who are becoming prefects and who are in every kind of debating team and like tournament of the minds. I'm speaking about all these things that are in Australia, but they're (laughs) going off to become lawyers and doctors and all of these professions. And I just didn't think that I was capable of any of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And well, there's a whole layer probably too. I don't have that experience, but being at an all girls school, um, you know, you think about as, as women, we certainly go through competitive stages in life when we're competitive with other, other women or girls. And, um, I'm sure there were layers to that too. Like there's a lot of beautiful things I'm sure, but I, I'm, I would have to imagine that there's, there's some things that hit the confidence or some stories that you grab from, from going to an all girls school. Yeah, it was, it, it does feel competitive and, you know, I never had a problem, you know, fitting in and getting along with people and, you know, I've always thought, I was like, if it was a popularity vote for prefect, I was like, I feel like I should have got like school captain or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, not school mm-hmm. captain, like team, um, house captain, but it wasn't a popularity vote. You know, there was so much more behind it. You had to be really academic and all these things. So, you know, that hits your confidence. So I guess I went out on a journey of, I just needed to get out and escape and see what the rest of the world had to offer because I wanted so deeply to just find out who I was, what was out there, have incredible experiences, opportunities. And I just wanted more. And, you know, I moved as soon as I did go to uni, I'd studied communications, media and culture, the most broad degree you could choose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So grateful I did do that because it allowed me to get a visa to live in the US down the track, which I didn't know at the time. Shout out to the E3 visa. And then I had a great time in Sydney and I was like, I still want more. Like I need to know what else is out there. I st- it still felt like I was in my little box with people that knew me for who I'd been in my past yeah. and that I couldn't escape that identity. And moving to LA when I was 25, I did not know at the time how life-changing that would be. And, Brooke, I mean, you can speak to this because this is where you step into my life. I meet you mm-hmm. quite quickly after moving to L.A. eight years ago. And I was like, I don't know anyone here. I can be whoever I want to be and the slate is clean. What do I like? Yeah. What do I want? Who do I want to be around? That's got to feel so freeing. Like is, is that just so exciting? Is it a little bit scary? Like what and how? what's the next step that you take then to like – step into the person you want to be. Yeah, so there was certainly some fear and being so unsure of being like, why am I doing this? Like a few months ago I was having the best times with my friends every weekend doing all the things and now I'm in this big city and I'm lonely and I'm so separated from them and I just – and everything in this city is so hard, such a challenge. It just pushed me to my limits like having to find a job, go through the visa process, set up your social security, all these new things in this new life. Yeah. But I had this voice just telling me like, you have to do this, you need to be here. And even though I went through challenges when I first moved here, like breaking up with a partner that I'd moved here with and just like big life changes, I was like, no, something's telling me I still have to be here. I'm not going back yet. I've got a lot to learn. Yeah. I mean, what a huge step. You're not just moving. You know, I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast across the country, but you are in a completely different country, different rules, different ways of doing and saying things. You know, I mean, we're we're both speaking English, which is great, but you had a much thicker accent when you arrived. And <laughs> I think there was not a language barrier, but, you know, there was some getting used to all of that. Um, 
But yeah, you basically come here and have no rights. You don't have the right to get You have to earn the right to get a job. You have to earn the right to get a car, to earn the right to have credit. Um, that's It's a pretty, pretty big leap and pretty big job. Yeah, it was a very humbling experience. You know, in Australia, everything was so easy. It just it was just like, oh my gosh, whatever, anything you want, you can get. Just it's cruisy. And here it was like, oh my God, this is such a challenge. And yeah, feeling like a foreigner is a very interesting feeling. Mm. Yes, you feel unique and special. People are like, oh my God, where are you from? Your accent. <laughs> and you feel very special. And at times you're like, I just want to have a conversation with someone that they're not asking me like, where am I from? And like mm -hmm. treating me like I'm so different to them. And that's can be really lonely. But, you know, I quite quickly found my people here. Well, I say that quite quickly. I've been here for eight years and it probably took a few years to really feel settled. And I mean, I'm not going to go into my life story, but my let's just round it out here. Talking about my past, I think the word that I would sum it all up would be seeking. Like I was yeah. seeking more, seeking opportunities, seeking experiences and seeking who I am and what I'm meant to be doing. My, I don't really want to say the word purpose, but it was, I didn't, I was not clear. I'd worked mm -hmm. in many jobs throughout my time in Australia in different industries and I just hadn't found that one that fully clicked for me. And I didn't, I just didn't want to fall back to the norm. It just never felt right. So seeking is my word. Yeah, I love that. I, I've always felt like you've been on this pursuit and like whether there was like a voice in your head or whatever it was that drove you, you've always been curious and trying different things and like a yes person in all of the, in all of the right ways, right? And, and I think it's gotten you really far and it's gotten you certainly all these different experiences. And with experiences, we learn as much as we, you know, we might not learn exactly what we do want to do, but almost as importantly, we learn what we don't want to do or how we don't want to be or how we don't want to show up. Um, and so I'd say you have a lot of experiences under your belt at this point. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Get put out on your own into a new place and you will learn about yourself, what you can handle. And you just gain so much more confidence in yourself, worked through so much self-doubt and finding incredible people and community and work experiences and things I never thought could be a job. And this leads me into my next part, which well, is. I, I have one important question though, you know. Oh, please where does meeting me fall in like the most important things that have happened in your past life? Well, meeting you was a huge part because that was my first entry point into the food and beverage industry and the health and wellness space. And I was like, who is this woman that's just living this like health focused life and she fully embraces it, which I don't think before I'd ever seen health as cool. You know, when you're growing up, mm. you just like want to mm. have fun and it's all about boozing. And I was always around just that Aussie culture that was just like drinking and eating Maccas, like McDonald's, as if that's so cool. <laughs> Maccas. <laughs> You'll hear a bit of that. The and best words, you guys. I've learned the best words from Maddie. Oh, there's more to come. Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> and so – 
I guess it was, I saw this opportunity. I was like, oh, like health can, it feels so good. And to actually look after yourself is the best gift that you can give yourself. And you really, really were that entry point into me stepping into this health journey for myself, making better choices for my body. You saw me as a starting as a party girl, just like hitting <laughs> the booze hard, eating unconsciously, whatever. And you're like, whoa, girl, how do you live like that? I was like, I'm just here to have fun. But I quite quickly realized that looking after yourself and feeling good is so powerful. So the lessons I learned there were incredible. Working for the company and just like learning so much about the food industry, what's really in our food and how important creating a lifestyle that works for you, that was all game-changing. So that's, that's where my real journey of looking after myself started. So am I the most important person in your life? Oh, my God. Hands down, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> that's really the answer I was looking for. You knew that. Um, Validation. No, I was mostly asking that question in jest, but our paths crossed at a really amazing time and we've gotten to see each other through many chapters, many phases. I think the current and future ones being the most exciting. Um the growth, the growth I've seen from you in the past eight years has just been so incredible and impressive. And and not only in the health and wellness space, just the the well-rounded human that you've grown into. I mean, you you always were, um, but just much more mindful and conscious. And like, you know, the pursuit. There's nothing more inspiring or expanding than being around people that are constantly in pursuit of better. And not in this like striving, like needy way. You've never been that way. It's just like, it almost feels like that's the flow for you. Like that might be your forever is like seeking and striving and, you know, on to the next bigger, better thing. Mm, That means a lot. And that's just being, yeah, I think constantly learning, constantly growing, constantly becoming a better version of myself it's that does that feels like that feels like it and that's also why I've stepped into you know the career that I have helping other people on their journeys because I've seen how much of a difference that it can make in our lives so that feels really right and And let's be real I probably bullied you into some of the health stuff like I have strong opinions on health and wellness and certainly in the past was um less soft about sharing them oh my god this judgy woman she will literally look at me she's like are you gonna eat that (laughs) oh my gosh I've never known someone I was like wait what what's wrong with it she's like oh my god that has seed oils in it and do you know how processed that is I can't believe you would put that in your body I was like Oh my god, am I gonna die? Like <laughs> <laughs> you could, you might. Um yes, definitely had some less like finer tactics in sharing information before, but only coming from a place of love um and wanting to empower you and give you the information, knowing that like if you had the information, you would do something with it. Yeah, and that's all part of learning, right? I think I, I also have to be – got to learn the hard way and you just have to be told. That was like, <laughs> what else? 
so grateful for those lessons. Yeah. Well, you took it. You took it all well. <sighs> Thank you. And then I see parts of you and me these days. I'm like, oh, my God, don't drink that oat milk <laughs> to people. And they're like, what? I'm like, oh, fuck. I've turned into a. Well, sorry. Once you know, you you know. There's no going back, and it is yeah. it is a it does does all come from a place of love. You wanting to help people. Yeah, all from a place of love. Okay, so I'm going to talk about my present self, which this you know the part of seeking it all leads into it, and this LA journey, and now the word for me that comes up is create, and that is creating yes like creating things in my life that also I mean creating a business creating projects creating the lifestyle I want creating community around me I never saw myself as a creative person I never saw myself as an entrepreneur I never thought I would own my business all of these things I just didn't think that that was for me or I was capable of it and now that I have stepped into this and I'm doing it, it feels so right. And I'm literally, I said it the other day, I was like, I want to be, that. work for myself forever. I want to have my own business forever. I just want to be able to create the life and lifestyle that I want for myself. Why did you do it if you didn't think you could? Oh, I had to work through so much self-doubt and fear and I just always worked for someone and, I mean, I worked for you for five years and then, you know, after that I stepped to, I had a few different jobs at a few different companies and just, I guess I had lost my passion for it. Mm -hmm. I was trying to do sales in the food and beverage industry and just like nothing really felt that good anymore. And I was like, why aren't I passionate about this? Like, why do I not want to sell? Because when I'm passionate about something, I can sell it. Like I can speak to it. I can really tell the story. I'm like in it. But if I'm not feeling it, it's so hard. And I decided to study an integrative nutrition course during COVID just out of interest because I was like, oh, the more I can possibly learn about nutrition for myself, the better, the more empowered with knowledge I am on my constant journey to learn and grow. And then I so naturally started seeing clients. I don't know how, like my friends would come to me and always ask me questions, like as you would have experienced in your life, your people are always coming to you. Should I eat this? Should I eat that? What's good for me here? What's good for me there? I was like, oh, I love giving this type of advice and helping people become healthier. And I was like, I mean, I feel like I could do this. And it just so naturally started to progress. And as I started to work with potential clients and I guess in a way sell myself, that I was like, oh, there's the passion. Like Mm -hmm. I'm selling people on their or helping them see the benefit of what it meant to work with me and commit to themselves and show up. And I genuinely knowing that it would change their lives and help yep. them. Yeah. And that was like, okay, now I'm going to make a difference. This feels good. Yeah. That's incredible. So it was just naturally came and, you know, seeing you as an entrepreneur, seeing you as a leader and just create the business that you did and I learned so much from you. Just like, just 
do it. Just go for it. You know, like nothing has to be perfect. Just do it. And I was like, that helped my mentality of being like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect. And don't get in your head and don't hold yourself back. Like do it. I love that because nothing about business is ever perfect. You know, <laughs> there's there's no moment there's there's not this moment that comes where like okay this is running perfectly everything's my branding's perfect my website's perfect everything's perfect it's never going to happen and so if you keep waiting you will never launch or take that step and you learn so much and i'm sure you've seen this in in the coaching field like by doing you also learn so much that you couldn't you can't sit behind your desk and prep for right you have to be in the field in action doing it and learning these lessons and you learn and grow 10 times faster than you could like sitting behind a desk studying or thinking about it oh exactly exactly and being pushed out of your comfort zone as scary as it is you know I had some opportunities to do some public speaking and I was terrified but I was like just fake it till you make it Maddie like you can do this all good (laughs) and I did it and I Afterwards, I felt so empowered, so lit up. I was like, oh, my gosh, that felt so good to speak in front of people and speak about what I'm passionate about and help people become healthier versions of themselves. And I was like, oh, this, if I can continue to push myself out of my comfort zone, I know it's going to pay off on the other side. I know it's going to. So it's just constant reminders of being like, Mm -hmm. even though it's scary, yes, you're scared because the fear of anything you when you try something new, there's fear in that. But if you push through, what can come on the other side is so incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And where does that leave? What are we looking at for your future? Mm, I mean, I think this present present era is a big one and this is going to be yes. for a while. And so there's a lot to create and work on, which I find so exciting my future, the word that comes to mind for me is nurture. And I feel that, you know, to nurture my family, my loved ones, my friends, and nurture the life that I've created and nurture myself and, you know, my businesses, if that involves my clients, like helping nurture people and really be there for them to help them be the best versions. I was reading the definition of nurture is the process of caring for and encouraging the growth or development of someone or something. Mm. And if I can continue to help people on their journey, me on my journey, my future children, my family, that's feels so fulfilling. And I just want, I feel like I've pushed and seeked and, been out and trying to find, find, find and then create. And then once you've you've kind of got it, like to just bring it all together and be in it and enjoy it and bring it close and bring it in, nurturing just feels, yeah, so loving and beautiful and the right and thing for me. peaceful and in flow mm. and probably your the most you state you could be, mm. right? Like it just is, we are women, we are nurturers, like life kind of pushes us away from that and also wants us to be that at the same time while we're pushing and striving and seeking. 
Um, but coming home to that, the ability to nurture our loved ones ourselves, like that is our natural state. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I think the idea of being a mother is so exciting to me and I can't wait to look after, nurture, bring up my children and that, and create a family that feels so, so fulfilling. And that just will become, once I feel so good about the life I've created for myself to then become selfless and give that back. I'm so excited for. Well, and that will be a whole different a whole catalyst for a whole new journey too and whole new learnings, you know, speaking from experience uh, very much on the wild ride of motherhood. Um, yeah, massive change will come at that stage in your life too. She knows. She can speak to it. <laughs> I mean, that I've seen it change you so much and I know we're about to get into you and hear so much more of your story but yeah seeing that shift in you has been such a beautiful thing to watch thank you it's you know yeah it's an incredible experience and I'm sure we'll get into it further in a in a future podcast but yeah motherhood is cool (laughs) good great (laughs) here for it B are you ready to share yeah thanks for sharing thank you Thanks for being part of it. Yeah, wow. I love it. I love being a part of it. I love having you <laughs> a part of a part of my life. You've brought so much joy and fun and energy um, to my my life and my journey. And you know, I've said to you before, you can probably find some like corny card that I've written you in the past for a birthday <laughs> or something. But like, I've always felt that we were soulmates in a way. You know, I think mm. you have different types of soulmates in life, and I I've always felt like cool we were meant to do some things in this life together so here we are on a new journey and it feels really good and I wouldn't there's no one else I'd rather do it with oh that's means so much I to think the moment we first met that we're now here doing this is wild and it makes so much sense given what all the things we've been through together yeah yes excited to share all those fun stories, Maddie and I, uh, you know, eight years, you have a lot of, a lot of funny stories together. And we've, you know, running a startup business, had a lot of moments and a lot of fun stories and a lot of like, embarrassing stories. So we'll definitely get into all of all of that um, in the future. So stay tuned. Mostly, I have a lot of embarrassing stories about Maddie, I think. I don't know. I don't know. What you're saying about me. <laughs> oh, my God, you wait. Uh, all right. Okay. Time for you to well, share. Oh, we want to hear Brooke's past, present, and future self. Yeah, thank you. I'm actually like a little bit nervous to share. And that's not something that that's not a feeling that is normal for me. Um it's funny because, you know, very few relationships you really start off like talking in depth about your past, right? Or at least not as far back as like your childhood and like the things that kind of made you who you are. Um, and I would say most of my current relationships, even my closest ones, don't know much about my my past. It's not really a place that I start. Um, and I've done a lot of work to remove myself from it. So it's interesting starting a podcast and sharing it with everyone and, you know, starting starting there. But here we are we're doing it. And, you know, I think one of the reasons we started the podcast was to help 
us pursue our own journey and pursue these like expansive, powerful lives that we want to live. And man, if this first episode is not has not been a catalyst for me and for you pushing things forward on on our own journey, um, you know, it's, we're already it's the the podcast is already doing its job. Mm-hmm. So without delay, let me tell you a little bit about my past. There's a lot of words to describe it, and it's been really hard for me to come up with with the exact words. Um, and there's a lot of like trauma and sadness associated with my past and my childhood. And, you know, it's top of mind for me as I have a little one who is two. And you really start to understand the psychology of children and how, you know, the first seven years, I believe they say, are the most impactful on their their brain and kind of instilling these values and views of the world for them. And my first seven years were pretty traumatic. My first seven years and beyond, you know, I learned the value that I was not worthy when my dad abandoned me at age two and left me with my mother and my abusive stepfather. And I learned that I was not safe because my stepfather physically and verbally abused me from the age of three until he and my mom divorced or until I started fighting back when I was in my, my early teens. Um, and that was every day of my life starting at three. Um, and I learned something else in there. I don't really know what it was, but I had to lie about it a lot. So for a lot of the time, I was the only one who knew when the abuse was happening, um, which is probably pretty standard in abuse. Um, you know, but this was physical and verbal abuse. So there would be marks on my body that I would have to lie about. Um, I mean, I remember the first incident, like I was three and I remember the details of it, which is so wild and crazy. And then I learned that really I am the only one who I can count on because no adults, adults knew to a degree, my mother knew to agree eventually, you know, when something's going on for years under your, under your your nose, like, you know, to a degree. And when you're talking about someone who is ill enough to hurt a child, like they're not keeping that under wraps all the time. Right. So while my mom didn't see everything, she saw enough and family members saw enough and people at school saw enough and no one stepped up and did anything. So I learned that lesson really early on that I was the only one that I could count on. I could only count on myself. And through all of that, you kind of just be brave, suck it up. You learn how to stay out of the way as much as possible. I mean, there's so many layers to it all. And, you know, I'm grateful for this exercise. It's something that I really, in this stage of my life, have been ready to do, which is to kind of go back through the trauma and let it go, review it, look at the stories it's created for me and really examine those stories and let them go. But it's certainly not something you want to be like, 
oh, cool, it's a Sunday and I have a free hour. Let me sit down and and think through my trauma. Um, So being forced to prep for a podcast, talking about it has actually been really helpful. So thank you guys for listening to this and um, walking through my trauma with me. But through that became this story. I'm also the oldest girl. I'm the oldest kid in the family and a girl. And similar to you, Maddie, probably, you know, there's any of you who are the oldest child, especially the oldest girl, know there's things that go along with that. So being brave for the other members of your family. I have a younger brother and sister and, you know, wanted to put on a brave face for them. Kind of this like suck it up and suffer so that everyone else doesn't have to. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's a place I got really comfortable in. And, you know, this resilience, strength, bravery, kind of these badges that you start to wear. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily consciously. I obviously realize a lot of this in hindsight. But when you take those into adulthood, it gets really interesting. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And this underlying story of I'm not safe. I mean, imagine the freaking decisions, every decision in my life, every moment in my life has run through that filter of like, I am not safe. Mm. That has really impacted a lot of things in life. But you take this into adulthood and I've been through therapy. I've been through you guys, every kind of freaking healing modality that I've ever heard of, I've, I've done. Um, because no one, I want to be healed. I want to let this go. And I, I have a lot for the most part. And, and I've mentally let it go. And now I'm working on like physically letting it go, letting it out of my body and letting it go and being done with it and being done with the stories. Because that's all that's really sticking around. You know, the trauma teaches us things. And it has made me the person I am today. And there's been so much beauty and amazingness in my life as well. Um, But those first seven years stick with you and those stories stick with you. And so I took that. I'm brave. I'm resilient. Also, I cannot count on anyone but myself. Hmm. Took that into adulthood and took that into running a business. And wow, maybe no like starting a business like is its own traumatic experience as you know and have witnessed Mm -hmm. and that business well it's been incredible and you know I've learned so much through running a business and so much about myself it triggers it's a trigger it triggers every little trauma that you've ever faced and that you've ever dealt with and you just have to face it and push through and push through was kind of my mentality for a long time almost the survival mode this pushing this pushing up a hill eventually it's going to get easier look how resilient I am look at all the things I can handle and not break and man that's great and it gets a lot done until you break I mean, there's so much that you were hiding and holding on to. And for me, I mean, you didn't open up about this. I mean, it took you a really long time to be able to tell me and I don't think I've ever fully known the whole story, let alone like most of it. And 
all I knew is that Brooke was just someone who would put on a brave face. Like if she was stressed, if she was struggling, anything, like you wouldn't know because she would just put on a brave face and get on with her and she was a problem solver. If we came with her to her with an issue, she'd be like, that's okay, we can handle it. And just the way that you were so stoic was like, are you a robot? Well, yes. <laughs> a yeah. little bit, right? Yeah, it is a little bit. Way. It's a little robotic because what happens is you really separate your like mentally and physically you separate. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what happened for me. So I could handle like the mental load that I can handle is pretty pretty high, pretty big. I can handle a lot of things and not feel mentally stressed. <laughs> But that whole time, and so it's not like these terrible things were happening that I was like going home and crying about them behind closed doors. That wasn't even happening, mm. you know, through the through the business and the different trauma and drama that was triggered by the business. I just thought I was handling it. I thought mm-hmm. like, cool. And then you start to like feel these physical, get these have these physical ailments, this extreme exhaustion, these like pains that your body's twisted, your... I was walking around at one point where um, a dislocated jaw from stress. I didn't know. I knew I had major jaw pain and like could barely open my mouth to chew food. Um, and finally met a acupuncturist who was like looked at me and was like, "Hey, your jaw's dislocated from stress, <gasps> you guys." What? So I know we've all heard this saying, but it is true, and it's just like it took me so many lessons to learn this like your body keeps the score and my body was keeping the score the entire time it shows up it shows up physically it is such proof yeah and being disconnected didn't mean that this stuff wasn't impacting me it just meant like I was overriding it all mentally because my brain felt stronger than my body and that's what I was going with until I hit a day you know hit a point about 14 or so months ago where all someone showed up, you know, we always need a catalyst for change, I believe. And someone showed up in my life that triggered all of those same stories, all of that same trauma in a very different way. They weren't physically abusive to me. They were verbally abusive. Um, And just the same kind of like, man, you stupid little girl, thinking you could do something different, thinking you have are capable of anything, thinking that, no, it just hit me in such a hard way of this, I am not worthy. And now I have to try and prove to this person that I'm worthy. I am not safe. I cannot trust anyone but myself. It was so triggering. And thank God, my body was in a place that I couldn't handle it. My brain, I was already burnt out. And this was a final straw and it put me into such a tailspin. Mm. I just fell down this deep, dark hole and Mm. opened my eyes and was like, fuck, who am I? (laughs) What do I want? What is the purpose of life? What is my purpose? And I couldn't answer any of those questions for the first time in life and realized like the answers that I had before were made up by this version of me that was just so far from my actual true self 
because of the stories, because of the conditioning. Mm -hmm. And it was like, holy shit, how, how do I get these answers? Because how can I go through my days not knowing these answers? And I share this because I think that I've heard from a lot of people that they've kind of hit a similar point in life where it's like, whoa, this thing that I thought was my purpose is not my purpose. I, you know, kind of the life I've been living doesn't suit me anymore. And that is so, so, so scary. Mm. And I think the first step is like being able to recognize it because for me, I could have recognized it. I should have recognized. I wish I would have. And, you know, everything is divine timing. But like five years ago, I probably knew that I needed to do things differently. Mm. And I didn't because I wanted to be resilient. I wanted to be brave. I wanted to prove to, to these people that I was worthy. I was worthy of running a business. I was worthy of their investment dollars. I was worthy of, you know, I know I'm a girl from a small town that had no money, has no, um, has, has, you know, no Ivy League background, went to a really basic school, has no connections, but I'm worth it. I'm worth your time and energy. I'm worth you believing in me. And it's just this, it's kind of this sick story that plays out for a lot of founders when you're fundraising. The conversation is a lot, well, we're investing in you the founder. We believe in you. And like, I know investors might think that that is true or it sounds good or it makes the founder feel good, but that's a fucking heavy weight to bear. You know, like, cool, great. So this is all on me. You know, the trauma, drama, all of it, the stories, it all creates who, who I am today and who you are, are today. And there's a moment of gratitude for it. But that takes me to the present where I was down that deep, dark hole and I just decided I need to put one foot in front of the other. Mm. And all I can do is show up for myself in the ways I know how to show up. And I'm still in that hole. Um, I don't think most people would know it. And I've gotten like kind of comfortable in the hole and like kind of like, cool, let's see where the hell this is going to go. Um, this is exciting. <laughs> wow. Because, yeah, because I know that I can show up and I know that I know how to yeah. take the next, the next step, you know, the next right step will present itself to me and I know that I will trust myself to take it. Yes. And what you've been through before is you've been through so much and it's been so hard. It's not going to get harder than that. Now you're able to make choices for yourself with all the learnings that you have and you can already tell, like I can tell that you are, there's, you're finding things you're passionate about, the projects that we're working on, the projects that you're working on. I can see it in you. Like there's this reignited light that you're like, yes, I'm getting it. Yeah. There. Even, even just showing up as a mother and like being present as a mother, it's like, wow, that's enough. Like being an amazing mom is enough. And like, that is great. You would have never have used to have said that ever. No, no. You were like, I have to own a business and the business is my baby. I don't know if I can have a baby because it will take away from that. And this is my purpose. And now to hear you say like, 
I would be okay just to be a mother shows such self-growth and transformation in yourself. Yeah, thank you. Transformation, I think, is probably the the word for the present or the word that comes most to mind. And, and really in that transformation, like listing, resting, something that I don't do well or do mm-hmm. often, um, oh believing anything is possible. That's like, you know, expanding my view of what I can do in this world. Um, breaking down the walls, breaking down the conditioning it's this very, I'm in this very transformative state and it's some days it's like huge growth and like, whoa, I've had a breakthrough and some days it's just, and some weeks and some months, it's just like tiny baby steps and it's about not going backwards, right? Not falling backwards into those stories, not falling backwards into this idea and, and story and place of making decisions from not feeling safe. So it is... A journey. It's a journey that's unfolding as we speak. Um, but it's a stage I'm really excited about transforming, mm. you know, mm. like a little, little caterpillar, in a little cocoon, just hanging out for a bit. Oh. See what comes out on the other side. I love that. I see that <laughs> you're softening. You're just like leaning into not being in this like go grind resilient mindset personality you're just like what feels good what feels in flow how can I nurture myself like what actually feels aligned and that's like that's what it's about but I guess you had to go through that journey to get there yeah and that is a little you know that's a little bit hard and it's a reconciling of that journey too and you know doing a lot of inner child work and God, when you have a kid that my daughter looks exactly like I did as a kid and that makes you face some shit too. Cause you're like, how could she's so incredible. She's, I mean, all kids are so incredible, so sweet, so loving, so beautiful. How could anyone hurt, not physically hurt that person? How could someone abandon them? It like brings back all of the things you're like, <laughs> And when you're in a position where you're so far from understanding how an adult could do that, and even though you're an adult with a kid and you're like, I could never raise a hand to my child, like that makes you face some stuff too, mm-hmm. you know? So the the journey, like I said, having a kid is a catalyst to a whole other journey and a whole new layer of, of digging deep. And it's a, it's a beautiful one. And But I think something that you said is like, you know, all of that had to happen. I don't know if those were exact words. All of that had to happen to get here. Like, I am grateful for a lot of it. I'm grateful for my life. I, you know, you know, sometimes I have, have a little bit of a broken heart for that little girl and what mm. she went through. <laughs> but I'm really happy with the person that I am. And like, not that I'm a perfect person, but my willingness to grow and strive for bigger and better and my willingness to like still have such capacity for love and kindness and gratitude. Um, And you know what? One of the biggest things that I am that I see a lot of people deal with that I just will never have to deal with is I'm fucking fearless. 
<laughs> and that is because nothing will ever be as bad as it was when I was a kid. You know, oh I will never go through anything as bad as that because I am now in control of my life and my happiness and my safety. And I've created a life that is full of joy and love and happiness. And I'm very safe in this life. So. Oh, that is so beautiful. Truly. You should be so, so proud of who you are and to know your story and hear your story. It blows my mind that you are able to be so strong. You've such a great head on your shoulders, just so, and I don't, want to say the word resilient because that's exactly what you're moving away from but it's in yeah those life experiences just pushed you it's like that was awful the worst thing that could happen to a kid no kid deserves that no kid deserves that and now look what you've created look what you've done and so you know you have to have this journey all the way back to heal yourself but you can just be so proud of who you are and how you show up in the world. Thank you for saying that. And I hope that it's a story. I've always hoped that any story of my journey, whatever part you you start with, which a lot of people I don't start from the beginning, but you know, I hope it resonates with people and like you don't anyone can do anything. Like humans are so incredible. We can endure so much and the human spirit is is just amazing. Like mm. all you need to do is believe in yourself. All you need to do is take that next step. And really anything is possible. I mean, people go through insanely terrible things and pick themselves back up. And it just speaks so much to the human spirit and the will, like how much love we actually all have in our hearts. And like that is, you know, kind of our truest, our truest essence is love. Truly. And that brings me into future, future me, Ooh. which I'm so excited for. Um, and, you know, we're, we're sprinkling in a little bit of her these days too, but the future just feels limitless. Like, mm. man, if I can fully let go of these stories that have held me down for 38 years and they've held me down, certainly, that, like, again, like I've said, they've they've contributed to the person that I am today, but there is this heaviness to them and this like heartbreak to them. But if I can get let go of those, which just prepping for this podcast has already helped, I can face all of that. If I can, you know, the things that I'm excited about, the astrology, the human design, all of these amazing guests we're having on, all of this like just expansive conversations, ideas, and views, the future just feels like anything's freaking possible. It feels so <laughs> limitless. It feels so magical. And mm. it feels like freedom and flow. And I think we're both, and we've talked about this before, I think we're both just getting back to being us, mm -hmm. being our true selves, the soul that showed up here on this planet. The soul, you know, again, seeing my daughter and seeing children, you're just like, cool, we show up here perfectly. How do I get back to that? Let me strip down the conditioning and get back, get back to me, baby. 
Mm, that's so beautiful. That resonates so much because it's like all everything that happened along, along the way, everything that hurt us, everyone, everything that told us that we were not capable to taught us to be scared. That's something we learned. And really it's the journey to unlearning that. So we can just be so resilient, not let ourselves get in our way and just be like, I can do anything There's I want in this life. Yeah. What a beautiful feeling. Yeah. Oh, I see yeah. this for you. Feels good. That like future possibility of it's just, just feeling limitless. And, and, and two, the more you like say it and play with it, you're like, wait, yeah, that is, that's true. Feels good. It's like, just say it out loud. Like I am limitless. I There's am limitless. Like, I am limitless. Life is limitless. Like the energy that just brings, I can feel the energy in my body. And it's like, let's fucking go. It really <laughs> is. What are all these stories? What is all this silliness that we're dealing with? Like life is limitless. Anything's possible. Life is good. It's full of love. Yeah. I think with that perspective, you just feel so much more empowered. It's just like, don't let things always get in the way. Be like, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could do this. But it's like if you can come with this perspective being like, if you really want it, do it. Yeah, absolutely. Can. Yeah. But it's all a journey. And that's kind of what we're here hoping to share our journey, the journey of others. And I think that for me too, hearing these stories, having conversations with people, hearing people's words for their past, present, and future, all of it is expansive moments. And that's where you know, kind of the name and the vision for the podcast comes in like Expanders Club. Sometimes, you know, if you're from a small town in Australia or a small town in the middle of nowhere, New York State, like I am, sometimes you need to see others doing something. It's sometimes hard to make up these like these big goals out of nowhere. When you see other people doing things, hear their story, even a word, even the word limitless, if you heard that, if that's the one thing you take from this episode and you start to work that into your day, that is expansive and that is going to trigger a a slew of different things in your life that will start you on this like upward path. So we started a podcast called Expanders Club to help ourselves and hopefully to help all of you just feel empowered, feel like the most expansive version of yourself, dig deeper. It's just, this is probably pretty selfish, really. I mean, I'm here for self-growth. I'm here (laughs) to push myself out of my comfort zone. I'm here to be vulnerable and it's not, I don't think that I'm more interesting than anyone. I don't think that I'm smarter or I've had more life experiences than anyone. I'm not here to like teach anyone more than just like open up the conversation, open up the curiosity, bring together conversations and spark the questions on this platform where people can listen. Maybe it resonates, maybe it doesn't, but selfishly to just be fully myself, be vulnerable, let that part of me show to the world and be so okay with that, not hide anything, not let fear take over and just give people the opportunity to hopefully do the same and find that comfort in themselves to be vulnerable, be open, have the conversations and ask the questions because that's the sort of the start of the journey. 
Yeah. This is a moment, you guys. Maddie and I have no podcasting experience. We have uh, no money to start this podcast. We <laughs> have have no editing skills. Struggling we entrepreneurs. Are, <laughs> we are figuring all of this out as we go. And and there's nothing special about us. We have no following. We're not celebrities. We don't know people. You know, we are starting this from nothing. And we're doing it because we we wanted to. We felt called to do it. Um, we, you know, selfish reasons. We also hope hoping that our journey helps others. But we're doing this because we wanted to. And we didn't want it to be something that was on our list of like, man, I wish. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to start a podcast. But like, oh, I've always wanted to start a podcast. Great. Let's start a podcast and see how it goes. And we're hoping that can be some inspiration to you. If there's something on your list, this is the year. Now is the time. You don't. It doesn't have to be this perfect idea. You don't have to have all your ducks lined up. You just have to start taking the steps to doing it. You know? This is a perfect example of things not being perfect. Just like scrappy as it is, go for it. Put it out there. Because you never know what could happen on the other side. I mean, I wrote this on a list of all the things that I wanted to achieve. And I it was start a podcast uh, next to do a TED talk. Like what? <laughs> and I was like, that's a no way is this going to happen. And then all of a sudden it was like, this has to happen. There's just no other yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad we're doing it together. Yeah. Same same you inspire me hopefully we can inspire some others and man if nothing else maddie and i are about to be on a journey that will <laughs> change our lives forever i'm here for it. time to create grateful for that grateful for you mads grateful for anyone and everyone listening to this if any we hope that some of this resonates with you Feel free to DM us directly at Expanders Club on Instagram. Please, if any of this did resonate, please share with a friend and hopefully it will help empower them on their journey as well. Mm. And we might make the next one a little more lighthearted, but we wanted to go in hard so you know the (laughs) real raw truth. And we got real today and it felt good. It's us and we are grateful to have you. Thank you all. See you next time. Thanks.